we'd like to welcome you back to part two of our teaching entitled Red Alert Bail Arches or Ball Arches in New York City and London to be unveiled on 4-19-2016, the same day the blood sacrifice to the beast period begins. That's a long title, but I, I didn't know how to shorten it anymore. Uh, hopefully I can get that in the uh, when I send out the newsletter, I don't know. Anyway, so this is part two and of a 15-page study, and we're on page five, so we're proceeding along pretty well. Uh, this next part is entitled, Will a Gateway Be Opened When the Arch from the Temple of Baal is Reconstructed in Times Square? Now, this is something I hadn't even really considered when I just was taking a cursory look at this, and then the more I studied it, the more I'm like, yeah, why are they doing this? They're not doing this just for show, for window dressing. There is a very, very highly occulted, demonic reason why they're doing this. In April, part of the Temple of Baal that stood in Palmyra, Syria, will be reconstructed in Times Square in New York City and in Trafalgar Square in London. The specific portion that is being erected in both cases is a 48-foot-tall arch that stood at the entrance of the temple. The Institute of Digital Archaeology is the organization behind the effort, and the display of these two arches is intended to be the highlight of UNESCO's, which is a UN, you know, wicked UN uh, branch, UNESCO's World Heritage Week late next month. After seeing my initial story, one of my readers observed that an arch is really just a gateway or a portal. In other words, it can serve as both an entrance and an exit. So could it be possible that we'll, we will be unknowingly setting up a gate or a portal of some sort in Times Square? Absolutely. And um, my comment here is Christians need to go there and pray against this wickedness. Because this is ground zero for where it's starting. If, if it's let to be spread all over America without any prayer, or in elsewhere, people in London, people in... Um, you know, England need to go and pray against the one that they're going to be putting in London. I mean, where are the two places that are, seem to be really, really targeted right now on the planet for just absolute total invasion by, by Islam? Well, you're looking at Europe and you're looking at America, okay? These are the first two places that they're actually going to be setting up these 48-foot-tall arches, which are most likely gateways or portals to the Temple of Baal, okay? So, again, it's it's no... Uh, it, it's no surprise that this is the case, but Christians need to go there and pray against this wickedness. I mean, physically go there if, if you're led, is what I'm saying. And you can still pray at your house, you can fast about it, but I'm saying that a certain amount of people, if they could actually go there, it would be a different, it's a different dynamic when you physically go there. When I went to that Todd Bentley thing, I had been praying against Todd Bentley for a long time. For his revival to shut down. It's false line signs and wonders. But it wasn't until I went there with my listener, Doug, and we went there on site and prayed for I don't know how many hours that literally the next week it was shut down. Came out a big thing about him having an affair with somebody. I think they were having all kind of it. That, so there was like two different things that happened that week that just totally shut it down. He was never the same again. Never. I understand he's still on the scene. But he's nowhere near what he was at that one time. That was a worldwide phenomenon. And here, two, two guys, two Christians go there and pray. And literally that same exact week. And he wasn't even there. <laughs> he wasn't even there when we were there. 
Um, I don't know where he was. Maybe maybe he was on the premises. Maybe he was somewhere else. But it, literally, though, I think God honored it. It's totally shut down. If you don't, um, just Ken Bentley in the keyword search box at contendingfortruth.com if you want to hear about that. It was one of the most, this was one of the most amazing things I've ever seen God do. It's probably in my, in all of my ministry, it's probably the most amazing thing I've ever seen him do. Because that thing was huge. And people were being deceived by the droves regarding that. And it was done within a week after we were there. And maybe there was other people there praying. Maybe there was people there praying. You know, I, I'm not saying it was just us, but we did go there. And I've noticed when I physically go to places, hey, the, my listeners go down to Tomorrowland. I wasn't even there. They were, they were there and they were on site. They weren't even, they were like, I don't even know how far away from the actual venue, but they were there like where the cars drove in. Well, guess what? It turned into the worst thing they'd ever seen. People wanted their money back. They got rained out. It was like a horrific disaster this year. They canceled Tomorrowland for this year. Tomorrowland was one of the, and as far as I know, it was only my listeners that were there at Tomorrowland that were doing this, that they were actually on site doing this. And it wasn't like there was, you know, 1,500 of them. It was only a handful of my listeners that were there, like trying to educate people, pass out tracts, lead them to the Lord, that type of stuff. But God honored it, and, and it turned into an unmitigated disaster. People were so bitter over it, they canceled Tomorrowland. Who knows if it'll ever be back? And if, and if it is scheduled to come back, I'd be surprised they'd bring it back in America because they'll, they'll move it to a different venue. But I'm telling you, that is the power of on-site prayer and or fasting. You know, where two or three are gathered together, there I am in the midst of him, as Jesus Christ said. So I'm telling you, it can have a really, really tremendous impact. Just a small number of people. But again, you go do something like this. You want to pray about it. If you feel so led fast about it, don't like just go off half-cocked either. You want to make sure you're getting, you know, green light from God. And and so anyway, I, I just feel that... It, that uh, well, and again, it's going to get to a point where God will allow these things to a certain extent to start happening, just to, to progress. And they obviously they have been, but um, who knows what God can do if there, are, if there are a certain amount of Christians that are praying against this wickedness that they're, they're going to be putting up. And I mean, I'm going to get, to, I'm going to try to get this study up tonight, but there's only going to be about eight days until they, they debut this thing. And we're going to see what that eight-day period kicks off here soon. I'm not going to get into it yet. But um, going further, it says, and, it, and it, it is interesting to note that the name of the city of Babylon is believed to have originally came from the Akkadian word that meant gate of God or gateway of the God. Um, so now this month, so now this month, wicked organizations are setting up a gateway or a portal for the chief god of ancient Babylon, in the heart of arguably the largest and most wicked city in the U.S. Now, you could say, well, there's other cities that are more wicked, okay? Fine, but I doubt you're going to find one that's as large and as wicked. Now, I'm telling you right now, I drove by there um, this last, oh, was it summer when I was there? Oh, man, I have never in my life felt that kind of wickedness. Ever! The horrificness of just driving like kind of like past the city i mean i guess i was in it kind of but i was like on the outskirts was so horrific 
I and my, Taylor was with my daughter. I mean, it, it was it was like we were both traumatized when we were done. We were like, how far can we get away, and 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 how fast can I get out of here? I don't want anything to do with this. I mean, when I went to San Francisco, I don't know, a couple years ago, we went through there briefly, and that place was so wicked. I literally started getting a stomach ache, and I don't hardly ever get stomach aches. And I had to, I got to the point, I'm like, Taylor, we got to get out of here. I can't take it anymore. I said, I, I cannot. And I don't, like I said, I, that doesn't happen to me. I don't have a problem in that area. I don't get stomach aches typically, ever. And I literally, that stomach ache and that, I believe it was a stomach and a headache, they did not go away until I was like 30 or 40 miles outside that city. You know, so I've, I've experienced a lot of wickedness driving into Miami. Um, I mean, I'm talking like the worst of the worst that I've ever felt. Miami, I would say, San Francisco, uh, but near, no, no, no place. No place has compared to New York City. No place even remotely compared to New York City. Remember, it's one of the oldest, oldest of the largest cities as well. Now, I've never went to New Orleans either, so I, I who knows what I'd feel if I went there. But, um, I, I was, I, I, I would never even think. If I planned a trip up into that region, I would never even, I don't care if, it, if I had to drive 10 hours out of my way, I would never even think about taking that route again. And MapQuest took us through there, and I should have known. I thought, it looked like on the, on the MapQuest, oh, we're going to skirt the city. No, <laughs> no, you're not. <laughs> you think you're going to, but it's so huge that you're really not. No, you're going to get to experience all of the funness of it. And um, I've never seen more demon-possessed drivers in my life. I have never seen that kind of behavior on the road. Uh, people cutting across literally 10 lanes, like going like vertical to track. I mean, I've never seen anything like it in my, in my life, the satanic behavior I witnessed that day. It was almost like a light switch. We're on the road, everything seemed to be fine. Then all of a sudden this light switch came on. I'm like, oh my word, we've just entered the gates of hell. And there was all these things that were happening at the same time which were just amplifying the, the problem. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm so grateful to get out of there. I literally drove on the way back. I like took this back way out of like Vermont to like totally skirt it so we didn't get near it. And it was a really beautiful drive. I'm, I'm, I'm glad I, I did that. But anyway... That's been my experience with New York City. Now, I'm not saying if I have listeners that live in New York City, you're wicked and you're bad. I'm not saying that. I've got a lot of listeners that have emailed me that say they feel the exact same way and they live somewhat near there and they can't even stand getting near the place. And not to say that there's not people that are called to live there that are Christians because obviously I don't think God's going to call every single person out of there. Um, you know what I mean? Because then there would be no Christians whatsoever to witness to whatever. But... There may come a day, though, God calls them all out. I don't know. Uh, anyway, that's that's been my experience for, for that place. So it doesn't surprise me that this is where they would choose to put up this arch. You know, um, Ground Zero, Times Square. Man, doesn't surprise me a bit. Anyway, let's go further here. 
Um, so now this month, this wicked organization is setting up a gateway or a portal to the chief god of the ancient Babylon in the heart of arguably the largest and most wicked city in the U.S. It just seems so surreal that an arch from the Temple of Baal that is nearly five stories high is going to be erected in Times Square in April. April 19th is, I guess, when they're debuting this thing. Um, but this is actually happening. The following comes from the New York Times. And it says, next month, the Temple of Baal will come to Times Square. Reproductions of the 50-foot arch that form the temple's entrance are to be installed in New York and in London. A tribute to the 2,000-year-old structure that the Islamic State destroyed last year in the Syrian town of Palmyra. As I reported yesterday, see, that's why they say they're doing it, because they're being so humanitarian, and we'll, we'll get to that more later. As I reported yesterday, the Institute of Digital Archaeology hopes to put hundreds of more of these arches in major cities all over the planet. Hundreds of more. Put up to a thousand. I mean, oh, they're doing this because they're being so benevolent and so wonderful and so magnanimous? Give me a break. No, there's a satanic agenda afoot here, and that's the only reason they're doing it. And when you the UN is behind it, you know it's wicked and evil. Okay, let's go further here. Uh, if we want to take all of this to another level of creepiness, let's recall what I talked about the other day. Baal evolved from the chief god of the city of ancient Babylon known as Marduk. And Marduk can be traced back to the actual to an actual historical person. This historical person uh, was known in Sumerian literature as King and en Merkar. King and Merkar. And in the Bible, he was known as Nimrod. Here is a portion, which is where we get basically all of the false Babylonian mystery religions that have ever spawned from the earth literally you can go all the way back to 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 nimrod in the bible and, and again that's okay they they were on a reset there okay the whole world got wiped out by a flood and there was noah and his sons and their wives and they procreated again and in nimrod which is from um the line of ham essentially which is where you see a lot of the um, well, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't want to say that and like sound prejudice or whatever. I'm just saying there were there were some bad stuff that came from certain parts of the line of Ham. Okay, I'm not condemning a whole race though. I'm just saying that there were certain things that went on there. Nimrod, you look at that and it's like he is the original um, deity that was worshipped in Babylon ancient mystery religion type stuff you've got Samaramis, nimrod and tammuz you've got your ancient pagan trinity there okay because remember satan's always trying to to knock off what god is okay so this is his satanically counterfeit of the trinity Samaramis, nimrod tammuz okay you probably heard me talk about a lot of those if you've listened to me for for any length of time so this is what we're getting into there Okay, so just real quick, if we just want to look at the lineage here, you got Noah, who beget Ham, and then the Bible said about Ham, Noah woke from his drunkenness, and he knew what had been done unto him. That's what the Bible says, okay? Now, you would think he would have cursed Ham, but in the previous chapter, he just blessed Ham. 
So I think with the whole thing, the way they did things, they couldn't curse somebody they just blessed. Okay? So he cursed Canaan. Okay? He said, cursed be Canaan. And so Ham's lineage, one of his um, sons there, Canaan, we go and we look. Okay, who did Canaan beget? Okay, he beget Amorite, Archite, Arvidite, Gergesite, Hamathite, Heth. I'm looking at all these uh, lineages that came from him. Okay, then we go to Cush, another one of Ham's sons. And Cush begat Nimrod, okay, of, of, of one of the people. So this is the lineage that, that I was talking about there in reference to. I just wanted to touch on that real quick, okay, just to kind of clarify that a little bit. Anyway, um, King and Merker in the Bible, he was known as Nimrod, okay. And here's a portion of a quote from Peter Goodgame that I included in an article the other day, and this is the man writing this report. Traditionally, the Tower of Babel event has been associated with Nimrod, and the Jewish commentaries, as well as the Jewish historian Josephus, both seem very emphatic on this point. Regarding the Sumerian name in Merkar, the suffix kar means hunter. Also, uh, in Merkar is the fact that emer means the hunter. So, just as Nimrod is referred to as the mighty hunter in Genesis 10, furthermore, in Merkar is named... Uh, on the Sumerian king list as the one who built Uruk, just as Nimrod is described in Genesis 10.10 as having a kingdom that began in Babel, which is also known as Erudu, and also Eruk, Eric, which is Uruk, so in the land of Shinar. So in other words, this king, Emerkar, and Nimrod are the same people. It's just different ways people throughout time describe them they're the same people though from what i can see after Emerkar's death he became honored in the sumerian myth as a semi-divine hero um and eventually this cult uh, the the cult of nin nin ninurta eventually this cult evolved into the great cult of marduk which became the state religion of babylon this is how we get all of these things evolving okay after the conquests and religious innovations of hammurabi Hammurabi. Um, the cult of Marduk was the root of all ancient pagan religions in the Middle East, Egypt, Greece, and Rome. Yeah, they just had their different flavors of the same devil deity that they were worshipping. And those other religions, the deity of Marduk came to be known by other names such as Baal, Osiris, Apollo, etc. I covered some ones earlier as well. And today, there are many secret societies and occult groups that look forward to the day when this pagan deity will be resurrected and will return to rule the world once again. So, this is what we're looking at here. This is why they're doing this. There are many secret societies and occult groups, and these are the ones that, that basically run the world. You can call them the Illuminati, the globalist elite, whatever. But they look forward to the, day, to the day when this pagan deity will be resurrected and will return to the rule of the world once again. Resurrected. How's that going to happen? In the form of the Antichrist, most likely. 
I know that all of this may sound very strange to you, but and again, these arches being erected are in preparation for the Antichrist to come and make his big grand appearance. This is what the, this is all in preparation for. It's that big of a deal. Uh, many Christian scholars are convinced that there's a link between the coming of the Antichrist and this ancient pagan deity based on the actual historical record of Nimrod. I couldn't agree more. So could it be possible that we are laying out a couple of giant welcome mats, meaning these arches they're, they're erecting, for this ancient pagan deity by erecting these giant arches in New York and London this month? And now they want to put out hundreds more, up to a thousand? Yeah, they want to have as many demonic portals and gateways for to to accelerate this process to happen and then you've got cern who knows what that's <laughs> i don't know about you but for me the construction of these giant arches is a very very bad sign okay so let's go to the next report april 19th the temple of baal in new york is going up the same day the blood sacrifice to the beast begins that's kind of the the whole uh title for this report but i wanted to kind of do this in the order i'm doing it and kind of lay the groundwork to, to so we're kind of going um step by step this starts out by saying i'm about to share with you some absolutely astounding information it turns out the exact day when reproductions of the arch that stood in front of the temple of Baal are going to be erected in times square in new york city and trafalgar square in london is also the exact day when a very important occult festival related to the worship of Baal begins. Related to the worship of Baal. The exact day. April 19th is the first day of a 13-day period of time known as the blood sacrifice to the beast that accumulates on the high occult unholy day of Beltane, May 1st, which is about the second most important holiday which again the whole thing of concept of holidays well these are pagan holy days this is why how almost all of the holidays we celebrate are pagan in origin ishtar xmas which is saturnalia halloween these types of things they're just pagan holy days repackaged with typically a christian veneer i've done teachings on all of these if you, if you want to just key in any one of them i've done one on groundhog's day valentine's day um uh, ishtar christmas halloween the whole nine yards anyway i've done uh, and or just key in a cult or holidays in the keyword search box at contendingfortruth.com i've done all kind of studies where we actually lay it all out for you so in some parts of the world, Beltane is much, um, is much better known as May Day. And it has been described as the Illuminati's second most highest sacred holiday. Remember I talked about, I think it was the last study or maybe the study before that, that's when Adam Weishaupt started the Illuminati. May 1st, 1776. That's why on the back of the $1 bill in Roman numerals at the base of the pyramid, it says 1776. It's not, oh no, that's when the Declaration of Independence was signed. Yes, but that's not what it's commemorating. I mean, look at look at the writing around the period. Anuit Coeptus Novus Order Secorum, announcing the birth of the New World Order. Why would that be when they signed the Declaration of Independence? No, it was May 1st, 1776, 
when Adam Weishaupt, who basically started the Illuminati, that's the birth of the new of the modern day New World Order. I mean, it's not like this plan didn't exist from antiquity. Satan's always been looking for a way to, to overthrow God, but I'm just saying that's why it's on there. Okay, the 13 levels of the truncated pyramid with the all-knowing eye of Horus or Lucifer, you know, up there at the, at the top. <laughs> I mean, it's really that wicked and evil. It really is. You know, we really are in this cosmic war. You know, I just spent the weekend, well, last weekend, that's why I didn't put up a study last weekend, at, at a uh, conference in the mountains here in North Carolina. L.A. Marzulli was speaking. And I mean, that guy's got some of the best information regarding ufos giants nepal i mean it is so irrefutable the information this guy's got and the gigantic cover-up that the smithsonian in particular has been participating in for over a hundred years to cover up all these giant skeletons to whisk them away to make them disappear all of these eyewitness accounts i, I read a book the other day on this and all of the the newspaper um clippings from from going back all the way into the 1800s that that people have been able to cobble together on all of the giants that have been found in the indian mounds and things of this nature i mean you know anywhere from seven up to 20 feet these giants and yet it's all being suppressed and and the, the seminaries are taught to teach all their their people no these are the godly line of seth that you made it with the wicked daughters of Cain, and that's why they had these giants. And it was just an aberration, and they weren't the sons of God. They weren't they weren't angels. They were they were just the godly line of Seth because they were the sons of God. Even though the Bible it takes you over to uh, when you go right over to the book of Job and you and you reference that term sons of God, which is from a totally different derivation of that in the Greek or Aramaic in the New Testament. The sons of God is always in reference to angels, always. In the old in the old testament in the new testament we are referred to as the sons of god but again different time different etymology of the word the whole nine yards so i've done studies on this over and over just getting nephilim giants over and over um i'm losing <laughs> i've uh i've i've just put it this way i'm losing um i want to I don't know, friends over this, like, really to this week, you know, and I don't really want to say any more than that, because I don't, I don't, you know, it's just, it's just mind-blowing to me that the more I double down on this, the more I'm convinced about this, the more pushback I feel like I'm getting from Satan about this, and the more it's costing me, I guess, I don't know. It's to me. It's like okay, whatever. I'm not going to give up. It doesn't matter what's thrown in front of me. I mean, I can do all things through Christ which strengthen me. But just remember, Satan doesn't want this truth getting out until I really believe it's so far into the game when he can't suppress it anymore. And by then, people will be so overwhelmed with it, and they won't. They've never been taught about it. They won't have any education on it. They're going to be overwhelmed, and they're going to their hearts are going to fail them for fear of what's coming upon this world. They've never been educated about it. The cemetery trained pastors aren't out there teaching about this stuff. You know, they're they're acting like all this stuff's a fairy tale. Oh yeah, this and that, and then and all this stuff that that Hollywood's been doing to pre-program us. You know. <laughs> with the ufos with with the alien thing with the with the breeding programs with all of this stuff 
I mean, it, it's so mind-blowing how much, many billions and probably trillions Hollywood has spent to brainwash us about this, about their agenda, about what they want us to believe about this. Now we're having all these people come out, even in high-level military, that are into this disclosure thing. And all these. And I guess we're just supposed to think that nothing's ever going to come of any of it. And, and, and Man, we've got to have a way to explain this biblically. This is going to be the literal backbone of the strong delusion that God is sending in 2 Thessalonians chapter 2. I'm, I'm convinced of it more and more every day. And this is going to be part of it, this temple of Baal. They can get more and more and more devils into this plane of existence through CERN, through increasing wickedness, through, through more people being demon-possessed, through erecting satanic structures like this. People are going to be much more easily deluded in their mind they're not going to think clearly that they can get more vaccines into us more gmos into us more fluoride into us more chlorine into us more chemtrails into us they're not going to think clearly and those all have demonic components as well so what satan's trying to do is, is get people so demonically deluded and clouded in their thinking there's no way they're ever going to receive the truth about the bible about the gospel primarily and or about these subjects that we're covering this is the reason this is all happening and yet I still have people that, you know, I'm losing friends over because it's like, no, no, I don't think you're right. Really? All the stuff that's being put in your face and you are going to double down and double down on whatever little pet cemetery train philosophy you're being taught and there's no validity to what I'm saying. Fine, fine, fine. That's that's cool everybody has the right to their opinion you know but i'm not going to give up on what i'm doing as far as i'm concerned all i've had for the last 15 to 20 years is pure confirmation about this stuff every week i do a teaching it just confirms something else that i've been that you know maybe 20 or 30 teachings i've done on this and i'm not saying that because i think i'm mr perfect and wonderful i'm just telling you it's just like okay i keep getting confirmation it keeps the, the, the picture becomes clearer. The, the agenda becomes clearer. This is all confirmatory. This is good. I don't understand looking at it from another lens anymore. It doesn't even make sense. I mean, in order to look at through it through that lens, it's like, whoa, man. It's like you almost have to self-deceive yourself. So, anyway, uh, let's go further here. Sorry, I wasn't even going to mention that, but I don't know. Who knew? Who knew? Anyway, so May Day is the Illuminati's second most sacred holiday. As you will see below, we have indeed witnessed a disturbing series of blood sacrifices during the second half of April in recent years. So there's a, there's a lot of precedent for this. And many people wonder if there is a connection. Uh, on April 19th, also known as the Feast of Moloch. <laughs> okay, Feast of Moloch. Another child sacrifice deity. And, and again, Moloch, Marduk, Baal, you know, a lot of these are kind of interchangeable depending on the day, the time, the, the, the culture that you're in, okay? Um, if you're not familiar with Moloch, it's the ancient Canaanite god that is repeatedly denounced in the Old Testament. Absolutely. Um, also highly, highly associated with child sacrifice. It is just a coincidence that reproductions of the arch that stood in front of the temple of Baal in Palmyra, Syria, uh, are going up in New York and London on the precise day when the Feast of Molech 
is celebrated and when the blood sacrifice to the beast begins, which is a 13-day period leading up to Beltane, May 1st. That's why I'm saying these next, this next uh, 20 days, essentially, are going to be huge. Now, again, there's enough prayer, if there's enough fasting, if there's enough awareness, God could avert it. God could, God could just throw an absolute total monkey wrench into all of it, and it could get pushed back more. Even if, now, and it depends what God's will is about this, okay, as well. I mean, even with prayer and fasting, if it's not God's will to avert it and to let these things progress, like the Bible says are going to happen, then that could happen as well. But we're to occupy till he comes. We're to be good soldiers for Christ, you know, and, and maybe, maybe, maybe it'll only be half as bad if enough prayer and fasting is going. I don't know. I don't know exactly how it's going to work out. I'm not God. I'm not an oracle. Um, I left my uh, scrying crystal ball um, back in Florida, so I don't have that anymore. Sorry, just kidding, teasing. And you know, so I don't, I don't know. But um, may the Lord's will be done. May the Lord's will be done regarding it all. So let's go forward here. The organization in charge of this cultural project is the Institute of Digital Archaeology, and the following comes directly from their website. Okay, and it says, on April 19th, 2016, in cooperation with the National and International Cultural Heritage Preservation Organizations and in conjunction with World Heritage Week 2016, the Institute for Digital Archaeology will install a monumental scale reconstruction of Palmyra's triumphal arch of Trafalgar Square. They don't even mention Ball, but anyway, of course they're not. Through this project and others like it scheduled throughout 2016 in cities both inside and outside the Middle East, the IDA seeks to provide an optimistic and constructive response to the ongoing threats to history and heritage that have captured headlines. They won't mention Muslim, okay, even though the Muslims were the ones that went in there and destroyed it. Okay, they won't mention that. They won't mention that. Why? Because, well, they're arming them. They've created them. They're, I mean, these are all the same people, essentially, working with our government to make all that happen. They're the ones letting them into Europe. They're the ones letting them into uh, um, the United States. And they're all doing that by design so that they will commit terroristic acts and so they will steal, kill, rape, pillage, and all this other stuff. Hey, did you hear? Um, just on a sidebar here. Three million Muslim immigrants prepared for voyage to Europe. Three million more. And then they show pictures of them. Please be sure to note all the non-existent girls, women, with and babies and elderly escaping war, supposedly. No, they're all fighting men, probably Wahhabist Muslims. Coming in just like the last wave. Three million more. Um, there's photos in the article. I'll, I'm going to send this out. This will be my next current event thing. Or just key in 3 million Muslim immigrants prepared for voyage to Europe if you don't want to wait for my, my email. 3 million Muslim immigrants prepared for voyage to Europe. A minister of the German government has confessed that neither Germany nor the European Union has any real strategy of how to integrate migrants. They're just, mi they're just migrating like swans, you know. Think of them like wonderfully beautiful swans. Just migrating you know, or ducks. They're migrants. 
they have no way of migrating them into European society while warning that 3 million new migrants are preparing to set sail for Europe. And then Angela Merkel comes out then and says they've instructed the police to remove the word rape from sexual attacks against women when committed by Muslim immigrants. Now, they're immigrants now. They're just immigrating. Innocent as kittens, every single one of them. Only want the best for us. But no, you weren't raped. You weren't violently raped. No, you you were loved. That's how they show love. And Angela Merkel... This demon-possessed vessel of Satan is going to burn so white-hot in hell, along with Obama and all of these other devil min- their devil minions. They're trying to just totally change the narrative about everything. And they're just letting them in, and they don't care. And it's all by design, and it's all to destabilize and destroy Europe and America, primarily, as their, as their next two targets, their main two targets. Trump said that no to Syrian refugees. Saudi Arabia has plenty of room. Well, sure they do. And they're the same ilk. I mean, they're the same hardcore, Wahhabist, hardcore, typically ilk that you're going to have in Syria. I mean, they're hardcore. Maybe maybe they're not all Wahhabists, but whatever. I mean, they'll cut your head off. I mean, I just saw a video the other day of a guy went in there undercover. They're beating women on the streets. They've got their, their religious police roaming the streets. If you're out of line, you're not, Burka's not right on, if it's on crooked or whatever. They'll beat you right there in the streets. They'll behead you. One guy beheaded a lady in the streets. I'm not lying. This is their everyday life there. This is the kind of terror particularly the women live under. These, these, oh my, I, ah. I don't like it when people mess with women. (laughs) Or children. Or innocents. Or the elderly. I don't like that. (laughs) I don't like it. I get real um, angry when I see that, when I see innocent people or people that can't protect themselves be beaten or beheaded or raped or whatever by these devil, demon-possessed bullies from the pit of hell that are acting like they are the morality police. And literally, that's what they call themselves and have this moral satanic high ground where they're so much better it is it is the it is the hypocrisy doesn't even it, it doesn't even do it justice that it, it's not a strong enough word you know there needs to be another word beyond hypocrisy to describe their satanic behavior um it's but it's it's hilarious because trump said that saudi arabia has plenty of room yet hardcore islamic Saudi Arabia has banned the Syrian immigrants from its country due to security reasons. (laughs) But don't let them come in here or into Europe. Three million at a pop. Obama will fly them in under the cover of night on UPS planes and and, in undercover buses. And then that's on top of all the ones that are coming here supposedly legally. And all of these supposed Christian charities are making this all happen. Lutherans and and uh, Catholics and all of these ones, they're taking them in and making sure they're getting reintegrated back into their Islamic terrorist selves coming in and they're getting paid too. All of these devil 501c3, and I just put that, in, that out in the last newsletter. They're, they're getting their cut. They're getting their cut. They're doing their bit for Satan is what they're doing. That's why I'm so disgusted with, with the 501c3 corporate church. They're just part of it now. They're just 100% on, on, on the train to hell. You know, they want, they want, it's, I'm almost convinced they want the destruction of the world and the new world order and the one world religion is, is almost as much as anyone else at this point. It's getting that bad. 
you know. But, you know, don't mind me. I'm just a fuddy-duddy, you know. I'm just, I'm just uptight. Um, so anyway, yeah, yeah, you got that. You got that going on, which is kind of neat, you know. It's fun, fun, fun stuff. Obviously, I'm being sarcastic. Anyway, um, let's go back to this teaching. Sorry, I kind of got off on that jag there. Um, okay, so they're, they're saying <laughs> this, this bogus statement from this digital archaeology place. Our aim is to highlight the potential for the triumph of human ingenuity over violence by offering innovative technology-driven options for the stewardship of objects and architecture from our shared past. This is their bogus garbage lies and excuses for bringing in these literal satanic structures, these arches that are going to be literal portway, portals and gateways for devils and demons. This is what they're saying. Well, the Muslims blew it up in some... Uh, Palmyra, Syria. So we need to fight that with, we're going to put up a thousand of these around the world. And we'll show them, oh boy, yeah, you'll show them. Meanwhile, they're literally bringing them in here under the cover of darkness. It's unbelievable. Then it goes on to say, is it just some weird, um, and then it goes on to say, I'm sorry, are we to believe that this date was chosen at random? This April 19th date? Is it just some sort of weird accident that that date they decided on begins a 13 day 13 day number of rebellion 13 day period of time which is exceedingly significant for the worship of baal regarding the occult calendar april 19th through may 1st is known as the blood sacrifice to the beast which is a most critical 13 day period fire sacrifice is required on april 19th april 19th is the first day of the 13 day satanic ritual uh, relating to fire so if you really want to get specific with your prayers pray for whatever they are planning on april 19th whatever fire ritual they are planning wherever they may plan it and who knows it may be new york city that god stop that that god stop that i've been getting more specific with my prayers i've been getting more vehement with my prayers i've been getting more righteously indignant with my prayers we've had a, a time up here where it's about the longest time i have not seen chemtrails fly in the skies or if i see them it's like one or two and then they're gone i find that the only way to deal with chemtrails is to get righteously indignant and to pray that the planes can't even get off the ground and it's hard to do though when they're not maybe flying on a given day to pray that way um but I before I didn't have to pray that hard. Like back in the I don't know, late nineties, I'd see it or whatever, early two thousand, I'd, I'd pray, and they'd be out of the sky. It seemed like for like I don't know weeks sometimes, and then I kept praying, and then my prayers weren't working as good, and then I moved up here and was praying, and they weren't working as good, and it seemed like unless I prayed with a lot of righteous indignation, vehemently that my prayers didn't have a lot of effect but i've been trying to redouble my efforts lately regarding that and just get on my knees if i see him praying specifically pray that the planes can't get off the ground god deal with the the, the pilots the flight crews the, the air traffic controllers the people giving the orders everybody associated with the product that every aspect of the planes will malfunction i've been seeing a big difference as of late um in the amount of i mean we've had like none hardly at all we might have had some today i wasn't even able to go out today but i can't remember a time since i moved up here where we've had less 
So, you know, I do believe with the proper kind of prayer, you can move mountains. You know, so the effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. I mean, there's a lot of Bible verses about it. And I've done a whole bunch of teachings on prayer. If you want to know more about it, just key in prayer in the keyword search box at contendingfortruth.com. So, um, and uh, again, I'm not saying it's just all my prayers. There's probably other people doing it as well. I just, I'm just saying when I know when I have a lot of righteous indignation about it, it, I can say, okay, I see results. I, I tend to see a lot more results in that regard. Let's go further here. Okay, so fire sacrifice is required on April 19th. April 19th is the first day of the 13th of the first day of the 13-day satanic ritual relating to fire, the fire god, Baal or Moloch, Nimrod, the sun god. They're basically all interchangeable. Also known as the Roman god or Saturn, which is also an acronym for Satan or the devil. Saturn being the sixth planet from the sun saturn having six letters saturn being associated with the hexagram which is actually known as the talisman of saturn six-pointed star has nothing to do with israel done a whole teaching on that one it's wicked it's so evil that it's one of the highest things that a witch will cast on the ground when he is performing a spell they're literally trying to invoke a demon or a devil from another plane of existence typically when they use a hexagram done a whole teaching on it i mean it's, it's irrefutable so um just key in hexagram in the keyword search box <coughs> excuse me um so this is a day of major human sacrifice evidently april 19th and in these these days this 13-day period as well demanding fire sacrifice with an emphasis on children see why i'm wanting to get the study up this day is one of the most important human sacrifice days and as such has had some very important historic events occur on this day. We're going to get into that. As I mentioned above, we have indeed witnessed some of the very noteworthy blood sacrifices during the second half of the month of April over the past few decades. The following list of events that have happened on or around April 19th comes from Vigilant Citizen. That's the source. April 19th, 1993, the Waco Massacre. An FBI assault led to the burning down of the compound of the sect of the Branch Davidians, killing 76 men, women, and children. And it was all by fire. April 19th, 1993. And there was a lot of children killed in that. Burned alive. April 19th, 1995. Oklahoma City bombing. 168 people killed, many being children. They had that daycare there. It was a bombing. I'm sure there was fire involved. You know? April 20th, which is just one day off, Columbine High School Massacre, 13 people murdered, teenagers, 21 injured. Just one day off. Now remember, it's in that time period, though, that 13-day time period. Then we have the uh, Virginia Tech Massacre, 32 killed, 72 injured. Now, that was on April 16th, but it was near that, that time frame. And then April 16, 2013, Boston Marathon explosions. I know there's a lot of controversy on that one. Okay, But these are events that happened in the second half of April. 
in recent times that could be considered blood sacrifices. Okay. In addition, let's not forget the explosion, the fire on the Deepwater Horizon that took place on April 20th, the whole Gulf oil disaster, which I did. I don't know how many teachings on that. I also wanted to note that since 2016 is a leap year, April 20th will be the 111th day of the year. The triple numbers, 111, are considered to be power dates in the occult world. They do all this garbage by, you know, numbers and dates and seasons. It's all in that whole astrology range that God, that God forbids. It's, it's garbage, you know. I'm not saying there's not any validity or they wouldn't be doing it, but it's not something we're to meddle with. But we're also not to be ignorant of Satan's devices lest he get an advantage of us. So this is why I do these studies, and we know how to pray. So, let's go further here. Uh, the 13-day period, which begins on April 19th, accumulates with the high occult holiday of Beltane on May 1st. In recent years, this occult holiday has experienced a tremendous resurgence. I didn't know that. Especially in Europe. Look where, look what's being primarily judged right now. Europe, where Christianity is pretty much dead, for the most part, from what I've heard. You know, and I'm not saying it's thriving over here either, but look at how Europe is literally, it's like they're under God's judgment. I mean, they're way further along than we are even at. You know, you look at Sweden, you look at a lot of the places there, you can't even go out of your house. You know, because these Muslims are going to rape the people or kill people or whatever. In recent years, this occult holiday has experienced a tremendous resurgence. Beltane. In Europe. The origin of Beltane, Bell, Ball, Bell, yeah, Beltane, can be traced all the way back to the worship of Baal in the ancient Middle East. I mean, it's, remember what I said before about all of those derivations of Baal? It's Bell, Baal, you know, all of these with other words connected to it. Well, this is no different. This is Beltane. Um, it's traced all the way back to worship of Baal in the ancient Middle East. The following comes from the examiner.com. It says Beltane begins April 30th at sundown and lasts until sunrise May 1st. Beltane is the opposite of Halloween on the satanic calendar as Halloween is a time of reaping, while Beltane is a time of rebirth. This holiday is the time to celebrate fertility, indulgence, and the rebirth of spring. The Sumerian god Enil Enlil, Enlil, or Baal, is where the name originates from. Warning, there's graphic content here, what I'm going to be getting into now, so you might want to stop it if you have children. Graphic content, anyway. So anyway, Beltane celebrations were celebrated in the nude with or, orgasic, or orgastic sex without shame. Celebrants would dance around the maypole which stood as a phallic symbol, so why they call it May Day, which stood as a phallic symbol, the maypole. Couples would pair up, jump through the bonfire. The bonfire, if you reference my teaching on um, uh, Halloween in particular, the whole etymology for the word bonfire is actually bone fire, where they would literally take a log, hollow it out, put a human in there, and throw the, throw the log on the fire. 
It's a bonefire. There's a person with bones in them inside the log, and this is where we get the term bonfire. Bonefire. So, you know, that's where that comes from. Uh, couples would pair up, jump through the bonfire, and had sex in the woods all night after intense feasting. We have entered a period of time in the Bible known as the last days. In fact, this is the focus of my new book. This is the man writing this report here. And there's a link to his book if you want to uh, look at that. If you think what you have read in this article is a bit strange, well, the truth is you haven't seen anything yet. From this point forward, things are going to get much, much stranger. And I, I agree. I think that we are, we are entering into a time when these dark devils, demons, creatures, and all of the of their ilk are going to start coming out of the shadows. I think that's why people are starting to see these these um, entities with slits in their eyes more. My listeners, um, things are starting to manifest. Things are not able to hold form like they were before. They're not able to conceal themselves as easily as wickedness gets to this certain breakneck level. Okay? So, I, I agree what he's saying here. Um... From this point forward, things are going to get much, much stranger. Ultimately, the world that we live in is going to come to resemble something out of a post-apocalyptic science fiction novel. So enjoy the remaining days of normal life as we have all come to know it. Our world is rapidly changing, and those changes will soon become extremely dramatic. And that the source of that is the end of the American dream. That's the website. Now, to recap, um, I've got some information here. Okay, so... Again, to uh, recap, April 19th to May 1st is the blood sacrifice to the beast. It's a fire sacrifice is required on April 19th. So that's what you would want to really be praying against for April 19th, okay? Whether that fire sacrifice would, would manifest somewhere in New York City, the literal day they manifest this thing, I don't know. I don't know if they'd be that bold to try to do that because there would be so many people putting that together i think you know what i mean like oh wow this happens the same day now if it happened like in new york new orleans or someplace or whatever then they wouldn't be able to you know so connect the two of course i would but people wouldn't be as apt to do it anyway so that that's what to look out for april 19th that's the start of this 13 day period then from april 21st to 26th the abduction ceremonial preparation and holding of sacrificial victims occurs now whether this is human, animal, baby, I don't, you know, uh, preferably humans, okay? But this is where you're going to start to see a lot more abductions of, of, of people. And a lot of these people are, are going to be totally off the radar. They're going to be homeless. They're going to be um, people that, that will never be seen from again. And there won't be any news reports. There's over a million people that go missing every year in America that are not reported on. They're not. I've got into this over and over. All the... Um, abductions and sacrificial uh sacrifices that are literally going on and the homeless are 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 the easiest uh group to target and with the economy tanking and with more people losing their jobs and the things of this nature okay sorry i had to take that phone call so i totally forgot where i was at um anyway we've got april 21st through 26th it's where they abduct people ceremonial preparation holding a sacrificial victim okay and this is all part of their weird process then april 24th and this is breaking this 13 day period down you know in depth uh we have saint mark's eve 
which is divining and herb gathering. So again, it's more in that preparatory phase. Then we get into where the satanic rubber meets the road on April 26th, Grand Climax. Uh, it's basically a sex ritual. Um, I guess one from the age of 1 to 25 of a female. <laughs> like a baby, one. Okay, to anywhere up to 25-year-old female. Uh, these these people are so unbelievably disgusting. Then, May 1st, it says Corpus D. Ball. I'm sorry, Ball. Doesn't really give give a whole lot of, of information about that. That's, that's um, all part of, I guess, of Beltane. Um, or Walpurgis Day or May Day which is a Druid Fire Festival and COVID initiations, May 1st. So then I kind of got a little ahead of myself there because um, you, then you have April 30th, which is, the, which is literally when you have Beltane, April 30th to May 1st, okay? And uh, Beltane Eve often celebrated, which includes festivals that include bonfires or bonefires and fertility rites it's considered the greatest witch's sabbat which is like their sabbath uh blood sacrifices are are um indicated animal and or human sacrifice any age so you have a blood sacrifice indicated on april 30th basically beltane leaning into may 1st also then on april 19th which is a fire sacrifice where uh, victims are are sacrificed april 30th to may 1st beltane festival also called walpurgis night this is the second highest day on the druidic witches calendar may 1st is the illuminati's second most sacred holiday human sacrifice is required so that gives you kind of a breakdown there of what we're dealing with here then we have since the early early 20th century it has been commonly accepted that old irish beltane Beltane is derived from the common Celtic meaning of bright fire. The element Belio might be cognate with the English word bale or bale fire. Again, you get the bell, bale, ball. Uh, also, which also means white or shining. And um, remember, Baal was also known as the sun god. So they get they you know they they're tying this in with bright fire, bale fire. And then also, the KJV translates Lucifer as the light bearer, the shining one. Lucifer, the king of Babylon, a.k.a. Satan. <laughs> so, you got that as well. Okay, so you have that whole whole aspect of, of, of things that I, you know... <laughs> I mean, it's all tying together, you know, all of this. And, and um, so, I'm going to go ahead... Uh, I guess I can try to get this in. Okay, and this is a quick video. New World Order opening thousands of portals to ancient demons. Back in August of 2015, 
ISIS destroyed a majority of a mixture of Roman, Persian, and Mesopotamian ruins in the city of Palmyra, Syria. After Syrian forces drove ISIS out of the area, they discovered mass graves of mostly women and children, as The Independent reported in May of 2015. Opposition activists claim that hundreds of bodies littered the streets. They said that many of the victims were from groups or families loyal to the government. Amongst the dead were state employees, including the head of the nursing department at the city hospital and all of her family members. At least 400 Syrians were brutally tortured, beheaded, and mutilated in Palmyra, Syria. Now, as a supposed act of defiance, the Institute of Digital Archaeology, Harvard University, and UNESCO are erecting 43-foot-tall, 23-foot-wide arches of the Temple of Baal in New York Times Square and London's Trafalgar Square. And the date to unveil the arches falls directly on the celebration of the all-important pagan holiday, Beltane. Also, the anniversary of the massacre of the Branch Davidians at Waco and the Oklahoma City bombing, April 19th. Michael Snyder of the End of the American Dream writes, But these are not the only two giant arches that are going to be made. The New York Post writes that the Institute for Digital Archaeology ultimately hopes to put 1,000 of these arches in cities all over the globe. Michael Snyder continues, If you're anything like me, this is an extremely disturbing development. Ball worship is definitely not something that we should be celebrating as a society. The name of the city of Babylon is believed to have originally come from an Akkadian word that meant gate of God or gateway of the God. So could it be possible that we are laying out a couple of giant welcome mats for this ancient pagan deity by erecting these giant arches in New York and London. Could we be opening up gateways and portals that are extremely dangerous and that we simply do not understand? They're showing a scene from Ghostbusters and it's a pyramid and there's literally an archway in front of the pyramid which is probably reminiscent of this archway of Baal and this big demon devils coming through it i mean so it's it's we've got precedent and didn't i'm pretty sure this movie took place in new york city it's where it was in it so again it's this telegraphing of their punches from years ago of you unfamiliar with ball worship it involves human sacrifice public bisexual orgies and the offerings of the children produced from these orgies to the ancient babylonian god ball or bell which means lord which is actually a catch-all phrase for a host of deities that sprang from mesopotamian mythology and if you think those things all happened in the past sadly you are mistaken. Another offshoot of Baal is that of the god Marduk, who can be traced back to the Sumerian king Nimrod. And Nimrod is the seed. Marduk was actually, I believe, before. Nimrod and, and Marduk were actually before. They, Baal actually evolved from them, and so he kind of got that a little bit reversed. That branches out into a host of occult deities, one of those being the god Moloch, the very one worshipped at Bohemian Grove by world leaders. John Bound. For Infowars. So I've done a whole teaching on Bohemian Grove, um, Moloch, 
Lilith that you might want to access. I have a little different take on that. I don't have time to get into them. I'm, I'm out of time on this part, but um, you can key in any of those terms and you can find that. I've done a whole teaching on the Bohemian Grove and on the, the owl there and, and all that. So uh, we got that. So there's a, there's a whole other little wrinkle to things. Now I'm going to go ahead and end part two here. And I think should be our final part uh, going into uh, part three here. So anyway, God bless you and we will see you in part three.